Good morning. We are so glad that you're here with us this morning. We want to encourage you to stand up and worship with us. I want to read to you in Psalms, chapter 150 and verse 6. It says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I always love when God repeats something twice because I think he wants to get our attention. We have breath in our lungs. We have something to praise the Lord about. We have a roof over our head. We have food on our table. We have things to praise the Lord about. Maybe the situation isn't what you want it to be, but he is still worthy of our praise. So I want to encourage you this morning to praise the Lord with everything that's in you. Let's have church this morning.
Amen. Lord, God, we thank you that we have our trust completely in you. God, you're everything to us. And God, we we just worship you right now. God, we just find peace in your arms right now. And God, I pray that that those are they're watching. God, that they would just begin to feel your peace as it begins to cover them. God, we love you. We need you, God. And God, right now, move in our hearts, move in our lives. And speak to us, God. Speak hope in this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It is so good to be with you. I wish that we were all in the same room, but but nonetheless, it's good to be with you and to, to worship with you. And I just, I just, it's my prayer that you just feel His presence right where you're at. That you just feel Him just, just flooding you with His peace and His love right now. He is good. Amen. We're going to get into his word, and I just want to thank our worship team for, you know, we've got a great worship team that they've been faithful coming up and and, and just still ushering us into the presence of God, and, and I just love that. Thank you all so much, but like always, I want somebody to preach to, so I'm going to ask for you to stick around and stick some chairs up here because I can't stand to preach to just a camera. I want to see faces, and I want to see responses and reactions from people. And, and so if y'all will stick with me here, we will just get into his word. We have been been really focusing on on an an area Philippians chapter chapter 4 and just sticking in in that we're still going to stick with that and um well, we got our guy section here and we got our solo plus girl section over here but we've been sticking in in Philippians chapter 4 and we're still going to stay there um, there, there's one area that, that caught me though at the very beginning I, I haven't, haven't said this one to you quoted this scripture to you yet but in, in Philippians 4 and verse, verse 1 it says therefore therefore my beloved and long for brethren my joy and crown so then he says this so stand fast in the Lord Beloved, stand fast in the Lord. He, he's telling them, he's telling them, stand fast in the Lord. In other, in other words, he's saying, he's saying, don't quit. Don't, don't give up. I, I know it gets tough. I know it gets difficult, but, but stand fast. Hold, hold tight. Don't, don't quit. Don't, don't give up in this. And then, then later, and I, and let me just read what, where we've been going at. In, in verse 6, he says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, uh, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, uh, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I love that. That's one of my favorite verses. At the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. I mean, he needs that right now. In this, this time bit, that you need that peace of God with what you're going through, what you're dealing with, that peace of God. So then he says how to, how to really get it. He says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, Whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, 
meditate or think on these things. It goes on to say, the things which you have, that you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. He's really speaking to a, to a church here in, 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 in Philippians. He's speaking to this church in Philippi, encouraging them, don't fear. Be anxious for nothing. To stand fast. To don't quit. Don't give up. And, and, and really pressing this, this, the peace of God that will be with you and, and the God of peace will be with you. I mean, he's really just pressing on this peace, this peace, this peace in times of insecurity. Times of, of where it's easy to let anxiety and fear creep in. He's just preaching this word of peace to them to be anxious for nothing, to, to not quit. And I love that because he's telling them, he said, don't quit. Don't, don't quit on this. Don't to stand fast but he tells them how. The, what you are to think of instead. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good report, whatever is praiseworthy, that's what you've got to learn to think upon. And there's one thing I really want to catch because there's something that stood out to me more than anything else here, here lately. And it's this one phrase he said that you've got to think on he said, whatever is a good report. Whatever is a good report, that's what you got to think on. And that's kind of, I want to just stop right at that one spot and just really focus on, on that. Whatever is a good report. Because how many knows it's hard to find a good report right now? In this time period we're living in, this, this, this thing, you turn on the news, it's hard to find a good report. You put Facebook on, it's hard to find a good report. You get flooded in your news feed with bad reports all day. You get flooded on the news. In fact, let me give you some advice to get peace in your life. Turn off the news. Turn off the news because... We're almost programmed in our lives. We're, we're, we're programmed in our lives that, that when we hear bad reports, fear sets in. It's just automatic. We, we, we go this way, and I'm telling you, the, the quickest pathway of experiencing anxiety in your life is receiving bad news. So as soon as you hear bad news, it's almost that that fear resonates within you. We're programmed. For, for example, I mean, even before this happened, no wonder that, that now we all fear like crazy as soon as anything happens because we fear the worst because we're almost programmed into it because it starts out, it, it can just be as simple as, as a boss saying, we need to talk. That's all it said. But because we're programmed to fear at the anticipation of bad news in our lives, as soon as a boss says we need to talk, all of a sudden we are playing the bad report constantly in our mind of everything that could go wrong. What does he want to talk about? What did I do? Did I mess up here? Am I going to lose my... And everything begins to just play in our mind and fear begins to set in because we're almost programmed to anticipate bad news and fear comes with it. Same, same way that, that if you get woke up after midnight with the phone ringing, the first thing you think isn't, I bet that's some good news. Your first reaction is what happened. And before you can even grab the phone pick it up and slide, you have already figured out who has been in a wreck, who's been in an accident, who just died, who passed away, how's this going to affect me, all before you say hello in a panic. Because we're programmed. We're programmed. 
So is there any wonder that now when something happens in this world, that the world goes into a panic? Because now it's not just that this is happening, not just that a bad report was given, but now what's given with it is worst case scenarios. Do you catch that? And that's the first thing we go to. Worst case scenarios. If this happens, and this happens, and this means people will die, and that means people will die. And, and this, well, what happens if I get? What happens if my, if my parents get? What happens if my grandparents? And, and it just goes on and on. What if they get it? What will happen? What if I happen to die? What will happen to my kids? And all the scenarios of everything bad that can happen just floods our mind because we focus on one thing, bad reports, bad news. But Paul said, that's why Paul said, look, look, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. uh, And says, here's how, here's one of the keys, so that the peace of God, which surpasses our understanding, uh, will guard your heart. In order for this to happen, he said, there's things you've got to meditate on. One of those things is whatever is a good report. And I got me thinking, when Paul's writing this, he's, he's writing this from a prison cell. I don't think he's hearing a lot of good news in the prison. I, I really don't. I think this is something he had to learn for himself because all that would have been around him would have been bad news. Everything around, you don't hear good news in the prison. Especially not in the prisons at that time period. Being a, being a, a Christian and being in prison for preaching the gospel, they're not putting you in the nice cells. I mean, Paul, some of the news that Paul's got to be hearing all around him will be, be how this one died. Hearing hearing news of how long this one's been in jail, hearing news and reports of this one, hey, this, this friend that you had, uh, they just got, got taken captive. They're now serving in prison. Paul, this one just died. This one's having to go before uh, and face trial and all these things. But Paul said, look, I've learned... I've learned to focus on on a good report. I've learned to focus on a good report, no matter how, and listen, how no matter how bad things are around us, there's always a good report you can focus on. There's always, no matter, so the, the question really, really, that, that I want to get to you and ask is what what would it look like to live a life with no fear of bad news wouldn't that be awesome because that's really what Paul's Paul's speaking of and and preaching to this church in Philippi just this you can that that be anxious for nothing you can live your life with no fear of bad news that's that's why like in in Psalms 112 Listen to this, verse 6. It says, surely the righteous will never be shaken. In other words, stand fast. The righteous, surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. Verse 7 says this that I love. They will have no fear of bad news. Wouldn't that be awesome? They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. This this is Psalms. This is is saying, look, there's one thing. The righteous, the righteous, they'll never be shaken. God's people will never be shaken. They should never be shaken. One of the signs, they will never fear bad news. 
Notice it doesn't say they will never receive bad news. Because we all will receive bad news. We're all going to get bad news. Look, there's always going to be bad news around you. There's always going to be places that the enemy will throw this out. And you can go there with your mind. There's always going to be bad news. Uh, this scenario, that scenario, this taking place, that taking place. But, but it doesn't say the righteous will never receive bad news. But it says they will never fear. They will have no fear of bad news. You know, because of Christ in us, he's our hope. So we should have no bad news. We should have no fear of bad news. No, no fear of the bad news. It, but I've learned because I'm going to get bad reports and I'm going to get good reports, it, it's, my, it's my choice in which report I'm going to believe. I think that's the key. That's the big key. What report am I going to focus on? What report am I going to give more weight to? What report am I going to, am I going to declare over my life? What report? I, I think of Moses. Whenever the children of Israel, Moses has taken them to, to a place to where Canaan's just on the other side. And Moses sent 12 spies over to check out the land. And, and you can read, I'm not going to go in, in, in full detail, it's in Numbers 13. But he's sending the spies over and the 12 spies come back. And 10 of them, 10 of them focus on the problems and the fears. They all come back saying, saying look, there's a lot of fruit. It looks awful good. It really does flow with milk and honey, and it's not sticky like you would think. There's big houses. There's gardens that's already been, been planted. There's all these things all around us. But ten of them, really, instead of focusing on what was there, they started focusing on what could happen to us if we cross over. What could happen. They, they started speaking in fear. In fact, I, I, I think of it this way. He sent over 12 spies, and instead he got back 10 reporters. Investigative reporters. You know, like you watch on TV all the time, those reporters, those reporters that, that will take, take, take um, you know, this news and they'll tell you what's going to happen out of this. Instead of just reporting what is taking place, they report what will take place like they know, like, like they under, understand. And, and Moses didn't ask them to do this. He just sent back spies. I just want to know what the land's like. I just want to know what, what's out there. I just want to know what's over there. Just, just that. Instead, they come back and, and they begin to tell their stories because that's what happens. Investigative reporting, what, what takes place is the story's already written and you investigate to kind of fill in the gaps to match your story. I know that doesn't happen in real life. I know TV doesn't do that. I know CNN, MSNBC, and I'll even throw Fox out there just so I don't get beat up. I know none of those guys write the story and investigate to fit their own story. But I know we do. I, I know we do in, in our lives. We, we hear something and... And in our worst case scenarios, we begin to write our story and see this is happening and this is happening and that's happening. And I heard this the other day and I heard that. And it's coming all together. And we become investigative reporters, giving the worst case scenarios, playing in our minds over and over and over again. And I've realized that you will experience what your perspective is. 
so if your perspective is worst case scenario, guess what? You will always have a story of a worst case scenario. If you're if your perspective in life is always positive, it's always good, guess what? Your story's going to line up and you will experience what your perspective is in life. So it really depends upon your perspective more than anything. That, that was the problem with these, these ten. Their perspective of themselves is what they reported on. I mean, Look at some of their, their wording. They, they went back and, and they said, look, there's giants over there. And we look like grasshoppers in our own sight. They gave their perspective. We better run. We can't do it. We'll, we'll, we'll die over there. Now, there, there were two guys Two of the twelve that Caleb and Joshua, they, they saw the same thing. But because their perspective was different, they saw the same thing and said, look, this is awesome. Houses already built. All we got to do is run those people out. We don't have to build a house. We don't have to plant a vineyard. It's already done. They've done all the work for us. How awesome it is. And guess what? Yeah, they're giants. That just means it's bigger houses. Man, let's go over and take it. God's with us. They saw the same thing, but their perspective was different, so they, so they, so they wrote the story different. And how you see it's how you're going to write it. You, you see, see, here's what, what's true. Faith will turn bad news into a good report. Fear will turn good news into a bad report. That's the difference. Faith will always take even the bad news and I can turn it into a good report. Fear will always take even good news. You ever talk to anybody like that? So wrapped up in fear? Oh my goodness, this is so good because it's not real full, so, so we can't point. And at home, I would advise you not to point or nudge right now. But do you know anybody like that? That they can hear good news, uh, and all of a sudden, they hear good news, and they'll go, yeah, but... I don't know anybody that's got the coronavirus. Isn't that awesome? Good news. Yeah, but it's a coming. And it's out for blood. It's going to get you. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, just they can be good news. We're over the curb. Yeah, but it's going to last longer now. It's going to come back second waves. Those are the fear people right there. That as soon as you say, I think we're over them, second waves. Third waves are coming. Fourth wave. This is the end of doom. As soon as anything happens, it's the end times. It's over. End and doom. The apocalypse. It's all done. It's over. Because fear will always turn good news into a bad report. But Faith will turn bad news into a good report. So you have to decide, what report am I going to listen to and what report am I going to believe? I think the gospel itself, think of it, the gospel. We just celebrated Easter. You know what gospel means? Good news. That's what it's all about. And, and if you look at the story of Easter, it didn't seem like good news. It seemed like bad news happening. It seemed like when he died on a cross, hanging, breathing his last breath, crying out, it is finished. It didn't seem like good news was taking place. When they buried him, it seemed like all hope was gone. But something, if you just realize that instead 
what we saw as bad news, what everybody saw as bad news, God saw as good news being written because He knew what was going to come out of it and that He was going to report. He was going to come to life. He was going to breathe. And now that life and that Spirit that raised Him from the dead now lives in you. Can there be any better news? We serve a God who takes the bad and turns it into good. There's always a good report to focus on. That's what the gospel is. You see, the challenge is no matter what news comes into our lives, uh, our story has already been written. And if you realize that, I mean, really it has. I know we try and write our own story every time we hear the news, but our story as Christians, we have hope because our story's already been written. Hebrews 12 says that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. He's the author. Not not just the finisher, he's he's the author. You know what the author's doing? He's writing it out. He's writing it out. He has already written your story. There's power. There's power in knowing who the author is. There is power in knowing who the author is. If you would just grasp this, there is power in knowing. Remember when Jesus was being tempted? That that when, when Satan would tempt him, he would always respond, it is written. wasn't going to fear he wasn't going to threaten he wasn't going to worry about he wasn't he wasn't even going to be tempted because it is written i know who ripped my story i know ripped my story that ain't isn't that, that ain't even good grammar i know who wrote my story i know i know who wrote it and satan you don't have the ability to write my story so i'm not going to listen to you as you give me reports of what's going to turn out because you're not the author of it god is the author of my life he's the author of my story and i'm going to put my trust in him if you know who the author is there's power behind it there's peace that comes with that see Joshua, what I like about Joshua, because Moses heard the reports, and he let fear set in with the people. And the people's hearing the ten, because bad news always seems louder than good news. The people's hearing the ten, ignoring the two. So Joshua, when it's his time, Moses is dead, now Joshua is in charge. Joshua stands at the same banks, ready to cross over into the same area, into Canaan. And watch this, in Joshua chapter 2, I love this because it says in Joshua 2, Now Joshua the son of Nun sent out two men. I love that. He sent out two men. From, from Arcacia Grove to spy secretly saying, go view the land, especially Jericho. I think Joshua learned something. Moses sent out 12. Joshua remembered there was two of us. There was two of us that gave a good report. I'm not sending out 12. I don't need to hear all the reports. All I need is two. Man, that's good in your life. I don't need to hear all the reports. I don't need to hear everything that's going on. I don't need to have too many bad reports. All I need is two reports. I don't need to hear news constantly telling me. I don't need to hear what CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC. I don't need. I don't need NBC. I don't need all the. I don't even need Fox News. I don't need all the 
I don't need them all. That's too many. I'll feed off of it. I'll fear off of it. I don't need all the reports. I just need two. I just need two reports. I'm telling you, in your life, you just need two reports. That's it. Just two. Learn something from Joshua. Learn something from him. I don't need everybody's perspective of it. I don't need everybody's written story of what's going to turn out. They're not the author. I don't need everybody's advice. I don't need it all. All I need is two. All I need is two. But you've got to learn what two to trust and stay with those two and trust those two. And can I tell you, going back to Psalms, one of my favorites, Psalms 23, gives you two reports you need to listen to. Two reports that you can trust in every time. In Psalms 23, 6, we know this. It says, surely goodness and mercy, they're going to follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell. I'll be steadfast in the house of the Lord. He's telling you how to be it. How to be steadfast. How to not waver. How to not be overcome. How you cannot be shaken. How you can live this life and not worry about everything. Just looking back, I've got two reports always with me because surely goodness and mercy, they're right there. They're following me. So when I face trouble, when I face times, when I face difficulty, and all these things are coming up, and this news, and that news is trying to take over, and when fear wants to set in, all I've got to do is turn around, look around, say, oh, sure, goodness, mercy, what do you all have to say about it? Because they will tell me. Notice they're following me. Because goodness and mercy will always tell me, God has been good to me before. He's brought me out of things before. Before in my past. He's brought me through things that seem worse. He's brought me through this. And I'm telling you, He's going to bring you through it again. So goodness, I don't have to hear every report there is. I don't have to focus on the bad stuff because I've got two good reports that are following me, that are telling me nothing but how good my God is all the time. So that's what I'm going to focus on. That's what I'm going to meditate on. That's what I'm going to believe in. That's how how I can have no fear of bad news because goodness and mercy are telling me what has happened before and what will happen again. They're following me when we all come back up. If y'all don't, I'll keep preaching. I love that because what goodness and mercy will tell me, they will tell me the story Christ wrote for me. Listen, not, not all news will be good news. I, I'm not. There'll be noises that come on when you're trying to... I mean, there'll always be things that come up. Not all news will be good news. There'll be bad things in your life. Listen, when this is over, there'll be something else. There'll be something else the media will focus on. There'll be other bad news that they'll share. There's always, always bad news. And it can be easy to hear the bad and give up. But I know who wrote my story. I know who wrote my story. telling you, listen, the key to being brave, the key to not fearing what's around you, the key to it all, the key to living steadfast for God, the key of it all is to focus on the story because listen, 
listen to me. Your story's already been written. And guess what? No matter what happens in life, you win. So it doesn't matter. If if I die, I live with Him for eternity. What's the bad news in that? No matter what, no matter what I face, my story's already written and I win. I'm victorious in the end with Christ. He's already won the battle. He's already fought the war. He's already won. He's already been victorious. And He's telling telling you, look, stay with me. I've got some good things. Listen, I've got good things for you. What are you going to focus on? Father, right now, God, God, I know that it is so easy to focus on the bad. It's so easy to focus on everything around us. And it's easy to get caught up in hearing this, 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 and this, and this, and this. And the enemy will always give a new story. He'll always give a story at the same ratio of 10 to 2. And if we're not careful, we'll be overwhelmed with the bad reports and the bad reports and the bad reports. But God, I pray that we focus on just two. God, You've always been good. And You've always been merciful. And my story's written. And I know, even when I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because You are with me. And surely, goodness and mercy will follow all the days of our lives. So God, we put our trust and hope in You. God, right now, give peace to every home that is watching. Give peace to every family. God, as they meditate on the goodness of who You are, right now in Jesus name and now can we just worship him God Lord
He is with us. And because He's with us, no matter what we go through, no matter what we face, His blessings are going to be with us. He is for us. We're going to receive our tithes and our our offerings right now. And I just... I just want to proclaim a blessing over your life as you're faithful in giving to Him. Listen, when you're faithful to Him, no matter what your circumstances come your way, He's going to be faithful to you. And His blessings aren't dependent upon upon the surroundings that I'm dealing with. His blessings are just on Him you listen there's many ways you can give I know it's it's different for you right now but you can text you can you can give online you can mail in but still be faithful and let God bless you as you're obedient and faithful to him so so right now I just want to pray His blessing over you. Speak it over your life. I proclaim over you uh, as a tithing Christian uh, the blessings of our faithful and loving Heavenly Father. As a tither, you are not limited to the ups and downs of the economy of this world system because the Scriptures declare that the blessings of Abraham are upon us and set us apart and make us to prosper in all situations, whether they're favorable or unfavorable so as the heavens are open over this church this congregation I speak this blessing over you I call forth jobs for the unemployed meaningful jobs with good paying benefits things that have been held up in the court such as your inheritance godly settlements and other legal matters be settled in Jesus name so you may have what is rightfully yours without any further delay those of you who are living as entrepreneurs or those who work in sales and commissions, I speak that God's favor be upon you so that deals and opportunities to excel will come your way. I call forth raises and bonuses to those who need them. I speak that you find money unexpectedly and that unexpected checks come in the mail right out of nowhere as a gift from heaven just for you. I speak the word increase over you. I speak abundance overtake you. Such abundance that you miraculously come out of debt. So that the stress of those debts will release your minds. And that God's peace will return to you quickly. I now release God's blessings to go forth for you and your family. Because this is your covenant blessing. I bless you this morning. In Jesus' holy name. And right where you're at, we just just admit, we just say amen and agree. Now let's worship Him.